Welcome to this week's podcast. This is Sherry Truler with Red Apple Auctions. Thank you for joining me, where today we're going to be talking about whether or not you should print item values in your auction catalog. And, you know, here it's tax season as I'm, as I'm recording this, and I recently saw a television ad. I think it was H&R Block, but it could have been one of the other preparers. And they were confidently stating that their tax professionals would be able to find deductions that have been overlooked by your other tax preparers. And I know that if you've ever talked to more than one tax expert, you've probably probably noticed that each one has, at least in my experience, a different interpretation of what you can and cannot do legally. And so my point here as I preface this podcast with this story is that sometimes what's legal in tax law seems to depend on who you talk to. And I share that because as we delve into this issue of whether or not you should list values in your catalog, um, first, you know, your nonprofit accountant or whomever is working with you in a tax status for your nonprofit may very well recommend something different than what I've heard. And number two, I'm not a tax expert. So that's my way of just uh, putting myself off the hook here for tax advice. But I do take a lot of classes. And in the classes that I take, I have heard a number of different um Uh, I've heard some things put forth that I want to share with you today. So my experience has been with the committees is that the topic of printing values often leads to a heated discussion within the committee, and it's twofold. First, you know, some items have a straightforward value. If an iPad is 500 bucks, it's 500 bucks. If that home rents for 2,000 a week, it rents for 2,000 a week. So people who are naysayers and want to say, no, 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 we shouldn't print the values in the catalog, they're concerned that guests aren't going to pay more for that iPod or that vacation stay than what's in the printed version of the, what's what's printed. And then the second piece that they're concerned about is that if you've got an item value that's attributable to maybe the intrinsic worth of the experience, but there's not a solid value associated with it, for instance, this might be you know, headmaster for the day or first in line in the carpool lane or lunch with the mayor, right? That's, there's, there's a value with that, but there's not a hard value like there is with an iPad. Well, in those cases, the committee really debates because they want to, you know, call those items priceless rather than listing a $0 value. Now, my understanding, again, based on courses that I've taken, is that the IRS wants nonprofits to list the value of the donation in their catalog or some other location, you know, it could be a table display or something like that, that can be viewed by the bidder before they raise their hand to bid. Now, some groups may feel that they comply with that because they put the value on the receipt. But that means that the winning bidder doesn't find out what the value is until well after they've raised their hand. They've bought the thing and now they're finding out what the value is. So I'm not sure that 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 flies. Um, So my understanding is that that probably wouldn't meet the IRS requirement. And one instructor I heard shared that he said that if you're caught, like if someone would eventually get... um, gets uh, audited and then this comes back and they say, well, this deduction isn't legal, that the nonprofit, not the audited taxpayer, but the nonprofit pays for the tax, the interest, and the penalty on any deduction that was unfairly taken by a taxpayer if you didn't follow the rules. <laughs> That's pretty big. So uh, let's be beyond all the laws and so forth. Let's just consider one other perk here that you might have if you list items, uh, the item values in the catalog, and, and that is education. I think that as a rule, most people tend to undervalue, underestimate items. So one advantage of putting the catalog, putting the item value in the catalog is that people do begin to understand what it really costs to rent that house in Puerto Rico or what it really costs to um, 
um, you know, have a dinner with eight people and a, and a wine accompaniment, a wine pairing. So those sorts of things people often underestimate, and this is a chance to kind of make it state for, state it, um, for the record. No, this is really what it costs. So, of course, if you want uh, official information on nonprofit auctions, I would encourage you to check out the IRS uh, website. Um, they've got, if you do a web search on irs.gov under charities, um, and in fact, one of the ID articles, I'll just give you an ID number here that might work for you too. It's ID number 123204. Uh, that might get you to the right spot. And then there was also a Washington, D.C. attorney who specializes in nonprofit law. And I found one of his articles on allbusiness.com forward slash specialty dash businesses forward slash non dash profit dash businesses forward slash four seven six seven one three dash one. Both of those might get you to uh, where you need to be. Now, if you're looking for other information, of course, check out the website. That's at redappleauctions.com. I have a free gift for everybody who heads over there. It's my auction item guide, which lists the top 100 items I sold for overvalue in auctions last year. And people love that for their acquisition meetings because it helps you decide, well, what's really hot right now? What should we be asking for? You know, what should we put in the live auction versus the silent? So you can get that for free. It's what sold like heaven in 2011 on the website, redappleauctions.com. I'm Sherry Truler with Red Apple, thank you for listening today. As always, good luck to you in your benefit auction.